Dark Days of Dorothy Gale contains content not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Parts of this story involve graphic depictions of sexual violence and abuse. If you need help, Rain, that's R-A-I-N-N, has a lot of resources, including a 24-hour helpline. That's 800-656-HOPE. 800-656-HOPE. This podcast is not associated or endorsed by Rain, but they are a wonderful resource dedicated to making the world a better place. Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 44 Tolmea Part 2 Year 216 A.T.W. After the Wizard It was an elderly couple, aided by their three children. The man calls himself Ugolio. I do not remember the name of his wife, or children, for that matter. They entered the city one day, looking for a fresh start. He took them in. I... I... I meant them no harm. But I had gone so long on my path of destruction and depravity that I simply found myself unable to stop. I raped and murdered the mother. I dragged her body into the streets for the creatures of the night to feast on. I locked up the father, along with their three children. The children have since died, starved to death. Ugolio, however, persisted, persists, so many years later, persists. Why are you telling us this? Tip asked. My life has nearly come to its end and I cannot bear to let my history die with me. Even if you do not tell my story, I know 
it will live on in your head. Even after I am years gone. Reginald pulled out a small silver key and placed it on the coffee table that sat in front of Tip and Jack. The travelers just looked at it in silence. Save him. If you want. Save him. From me. Tip looked at Jack and back to the key before taking it himself. Stay here, he said, looking at Jack. You too, he said, looking at Reginald. Reginald nodded before looking down at his feet in shame and disgust. As Tip wandered through the first floor of Reginald's manor, he opened every door. He was more than a little on edge after hearing Reginald's tales of torturous murder, rape, and sodomy. He had no doubts that Ugolia was in the basement, but at the same time he had no doubts that there were likely even more horrors waiting behind any given door on any given floor of this house. So far, Tip had not come across any victims of this vile man, only uninhabited rooms full of elaborate and strange furnishings. Gothic, sometimes even nightmarish paintings covered the walls. He worried a little about his traveling partner, but he knew in his heart that Jack was perhaps an even more capable fighter than himself. After an hour he came to a wooden door that he presumed would lead to the basement. From behind it he could hear a soft moaning and gasping. He placed his hand to the doorknob and slowly turned it. The squeaking of the mechanism sent shivers down his spine, and the creaking of the door as it slowly swung open sent his heart erasing. He found himself standing at the top of a long set of stairs descending into a narrow corridor. He swallowed his fear as he gripped the key in one hand and his sword in the other. As he slowly made his way down the stairs, the moaning and gasping grew louder and louder, each step more fearful than the last. He periodically looked back, expecting to see Reginald standing at the top of the stairway with a severed pumpkin head in his hands and closing the door behind him. Finally, he was at the last step and standing in front of another door. He tried to turn the knob, but it was locked. Cautiously, he placed the key into the keyhole. As he slowly twisted it, his heart began to pound even harder and faster than before. Taking a deep breath, Nearly hyperventilating, he slowly pushed the door open. Before him, he found a frail old man in tattered clothing. Behind him, the cannibalized remains of two young men and one young woman laying neatly beside one another. Is your name... Ugolio? asked Tip, now short of breath, and trying hard to not breathe in the pungent stench of shit, piss, and decay that filled the room. The man gasped 
and in a thin, raspy voice, replied, Tip led Ugolio back up the stairs. He sat Reginald's victim down at the dining room table with a glass of water and a plate of food. He then returned to Jack and Reginald, both sitting silently, exactly where Tip had left them. You're sick. There is no lighter word to describe what you are. There are many words worse for what you are, but none lighter. Reginald looked up with tears in his eyes. Once again, for a brief second, Tip saw Reginald for what he was, a broken old man who had overstayed his welcome in life. I would kill you, but I think that's what you want, and I will not do any favors for you. I understand, said Reginald as he slowly stood up. Then I have no other choice than to force your hand. Tip stepped back as he watched Reginald pull a small curved knife from a sheath beneath his jacket's breast pocket. I will not kill myself, and if you will not do it for me, then what good are you? Jack stood up and took his place beside Tip. He reached for his bow but stopped as Tip signaled for him to stand down. You don't have to do this said Tip gently. I was once like you, and I have suffered in my life just as much, if not more, than your victims. I know change is possible. I am proof that change is possible. You do not have to do this. Reginald's body flung forward and fell to the floor with a loud thud. Behind him stood Ugolio, with an ashtray the size of a large brick. Tip looked up in shock, his mouth gaping open, with no words able to form. He flinched as Ugolio began to both cry and laugh maniacally. He watched as the skeletal frame of the elderly man ran to the door and flung it open. No! Tip screamed as he ran to stop Ugolio from leaving. But it was too late. Tip and Jack stood at the door and watched as a large gust of wind blew the frail man to the ground. Like a piece of balled-up paper, he rolled a good ten feet before finally coming to a full stop. They watched as Ugolio raised himself to his hands and knees before rolling onto his back, staring into the sky 
he continued to laugh and cry like a lunatic. It was not long before Reginald's last victim fell silent as he lay in the middle of the street. The storm, with its frigid air and icy rain, claimed Reginald's final victim as its own. <laughs>